Jacko here for another positive podcast on a Monday morning for you. And if my math is not holding me down yet, I believe up to number eight. And today we are talking about learning and the title of it is The Love of Learning. And there's so many benefits to to learning and that's sort of been documented in plenty of research and people have written plenty of books about it there's a couple of really good books that uh, that I really love about that and one is uh, The Brain That Changes Itself by Norman Doidge and Mindset by Carol Dweck and uh, I'll talk about those in a little bit more detail later um, and I'll make sure I pop um, some notes in the in the show notes if people want to check those books out obviously you can get them on on Amazon um, and so the the concept this concept of learning that I wanted to just touch on today and again it's just it's 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 an encouragement um, it's not to do with having more time to learn in this current time I know some people have got more time some people have got less time some people and and everything in between um, we're all feeling various different stresses and strains um, but what the current climate has actually forced us all to do it's forced us to learn forced us to adapt and as as, as human beings, as, as people, we are amazing at adapting and you've seen that we effectively um, are doing that and the everyone will have learned to do something during this period um, and it might seem a bit strange to think of it like that but um, just like the littlest things, whether you whether it's something that's like, it might be like really something you don't really like and it's stressful or whatever, not necessarily just all learning of something really nice and exciting, but you will have learned to do things differently, effectively. Um, and what we know about the brain is that having the chance to um, stimulate it, to learn new things and do things in new ways, um, it, it's very good for the health um, of our brains. I'm digging into a lot of research at the moment around um, around the brain, just been re um, I guess reacquainted with uh, I had my head injury seven years ago and read some research recently that um, there is an, some undoubtedly um, effects on the brain relating to gut health um, from people that have had TBIs traumatic brain um, injuries so it sort of kickstarted me back into to delving into that and looking at there might be some underlying um, health things that we want not necessarily present themselves um, like a head injury, um, like those initial things are sort of headaches. Um, you might be sick or feel sick, fatigue, tiredness, cognitive dysfunction, um, emotional distress, and uh, and depression, and those types of things that were very that are very much associated with the the head injury itself. But the effect that that has um, on the on the gut and the digestive system is starting to come out now, and uh, yeah, some really interesting stuff in there. And so. Um, making sure whether you've had a hendry injury or not but making sure that we are we are looking after our brains and nurturing them with things like opportunities to learn new things and do things in new ways um the book um the brain that changed itself by norman doidge um really highlights this concept of brain uh, neuroplasticity which means that the basically meaning that the brain um is it's not a it's not a set they used to think that it was a just a set number of neurons that once you've um, you know brain cells have been damaged or whatever that the, that they're gone and nothing else you know it's, it's that part of the brain is always going to be damaged you're never going to be able to change that i mean it's not that we um are going to generate new um new brain cells and neurons but it's that neurons can do can mold and change and start to do the job of other part that other parts of the brain used to do and this is like a crazy concept that um sort of blew a lot of the science out of the water when the, when this all came out and actually the uh, i can't remember the name of the guy that the um 
that brought it to the forefront, but it was actually ridiculed by the rest of his scientists when he first when he first brought it out um, as a concept. Um, but it's now something that people are on board with and actually using to do all sorts of amazing things. I mean, in that book, they're talking about um, putting electrodes on people's tongues that have got sight problems and then being able to see because the the, the rewiring like the, the bit that's missing from the for whatever's wrong with the with it to not be able to see and then using like the tongue to to transfer that information um, it's unbelievable um and and yeah i mean that if, you, if you're into a little bit of that if you want to geek out a little bit in that i definitely get that book the brain that changed itself by norman Doidge. um but even just taking on board the concept of going right something as rather than like not something as serious as like I've lost my sight or I've got problems with my sight, but what things can I do or what things have I been doing that have helped me um, either get over something or actually just I'm doing something different. I'm doing something in a different way. I'm having to do something in a different way. Um, And there'll be a whole host of things. And don't, what I want to really encourage is don't discount the little things. It's like I've changed like my breakfast and how I do that and when I do that. Um, And, I've been forced to do that and it's actually been a really good change and it's something and you get to then choose and evaluate which one once once sort of lockdown is finished off which things that have that I've learned to do differently do I want to continue and which things actually they were better before so I'm going to go back to those things that were before um that's the sort of that's what that is that's where my mindset is at currently um and I and I wanted to encourage people in that and I want to re- just to emphasize that point of don't downplay however small the things are um, a friend of ours uh, this week asked us um, we were doing a bit of a quiz I don't know if people do many online quizzes but it was like there was a, like a random question in this quiz that was when was the last time you did something for the first time and everyone went oh because uh, uh. as adults we just don't do that very very often and we all managed to think of something because we were doing the odd things doing some things differently during lockdown but um that's where um, that's where some of the things that we love about handstands is that, uh, as an example, in your training, you'll be learning to do something new for the first time, and that that opportunity we have with our our hand balancing handstand training and just all of our calisthenics training, but particularly hand balancing, to play with variation to help our progression. So, um, I did a live video, one of the play sessions I did that was around hand balancing, and we were trying to do frog stands on all different things. Like I had one one hand I was on a yoga block, and the other hand I had a um, an upright foam roller and it was like weird but I could figure it out and that was the first time I'd done that Um, and then my brain's just like learning all those just how to do something differently Um, and then you get obviously you're going to get the strength adaptations and, and the and the uh, the robustness to that movement pattern and the strength in lots of different variations of positions rather than just in one set plane um, that becomes very rigid and not that transferable when you want to push it onto other or different skills um, so it's it's something that it can it might be something really little um, and that's really important our, our attitude towards this because often we don't embrace learning to do something new when we are um, afraid of failure or whether we've experienced that in the past and we're in like a a bit of a, a carol dweck her book in mindset would call it a closed mindset um, you might think it's like a negative thing where we're we don't dare try in case we fail because we've got uh, mixed up in our head the relationship between failure and success and failure and progress we've often um, and we've all done this where we actually associate progress with success and failure with um 
the opposite of those things, failure being failure, um, unsuccess, whatever that would be. But we have to we have to remember and we have to embrace failure as part of that process. So that that example I gave before of going like evaluating what things have I am I doing differently now and have been learned to do differently that I want to keep after lockdown and what things aren't as good and I'm going to put them back. You only get to make that evaluation because you've got two sides of the story, like what what works, what you like doing, and what's good, and then what doesn't, and that's how you then make that evaluation. If we don't have failure as part of a process, um, we're not actually going to know whether we have had success. We only know things. We only have that that good feeling inside of us because we know what the opposite of that is. Otherwise, if everything's just good all the time, and we don't have any bad times and downtimes we have no like barometer to to assess that against so one of the biggest things from a from a mindset perspective about helping us be like happy and content um and when we apply this into learning is definitely in my view getting our heads around the concept of failure and failure being a tool that helps me figure out what is right and what will lead me to success in the things that I'm trying to achieve um you know that's that's something in a training perspective it's not trying to like say failure in like in terms of like doing something silly and stupid and injuring yourself no of course but for us to know what's right we do have to know what is wrong um and so having the chance and the freedom to explore that um and and as much as anything mentally giving yourself the freedom to be able to fail and know that that is going to be something that um that will that will help us evaluate and help us move forward because once you know what that doesn't work okay great that doesn't work but what have I learned in that process to to help me with what is going to work um and and that book uh Carol Dweck's book on mindset really um really emphasizes this point there's a really lovely part in it where she's talking about how this mindset can be affected by what we say to ourselves or what people say to us um and and one of the examples um I can remember it off by heart of 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 it, it struck me so much um so I promise you I'm not reading this from the so you'll tell because I'm not going to read it dead smoothly um because I haven't got the book in front of me but it's uh that they had they took a group of school children and they split them in half and so they give them each all the same puzzle and once they finished it half of the group they said to them well done you must have worked really hard at that puzzle like congratulations for the other group they said, well done, you must be really smart. Congratulations. And you think, well, what's the difference? Well, then they went to them, right, do you want to give them all the opportunity? Right, we're going to give you another puzzle. Do you want to do, uh, do you want us to give you a harder puzzle to have a go at? Or do you want to have the same level of difficulty of puzzle? Um, and the group that were told, you're well done, you're smart, they chose to have the same one, the same difficulty level. And the group that were told, well done, you must have worked really hard at this, they chose a harder one. Because what what the what sort of Carol Dwecker infers from this is that the, this difference between an open mindset and a closed mindset, and that the group that were told that they worked really hard to get there weren't as weren't afraid of failing because they were they'd had it reinforced them of like, okay, um it, it's because I worked hard at this and figured it out, that's why I succeeded. So therefore if I have another attempt at a harder thing well i've just got to work hard to try and figure it out and and i'm not i'm not thinking about failure I'm not being afraid of that we're just thinking about working hard and trying to figure it out whereas the other group that were given the tag of being smart which feels like a nice thing to say they were then worried that if they didn't do the 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 complete the puzzle that then they were no longer smart 
and they were starting to they've got this closed mindset of then being afraid of failure failure and being afraid of losing this tag um so that and that's i mean that's research being carried out um by carol dweck and her team but the the i guess one of the things that it makes me think about is it's that's what someone else is saying to us and often we can't dictate that and that might be someone trying to be very nice to us well done jackie you're smart for figuring out how to do this podcast but it's it, it's instilling a mindset in us but what we are and we're not in control of what people say to us but we, we are in control of two things how we process and take on board what people say to us we are in control of that and most and most and most importantly you are in control of the narrative that you speak to yourself um so be kind to yourself be encouraging to yourself don't be a, don't make yourself be afraid of failure uh, think about those things that you have learned and uh, new things that you've done and uh, apply that to any area of your life any of your training that you uh, that you feel comfortable and feel is going to be beneficial um, and I just encourage you to to uh, to enjoy the learning process know that failure is part of that learning process and that by trying to do new things you're nourishing your brain with the opportunity to to remold and and rewire um, which is only a good thing for your brain and just like me you only get one of them and I nearly knackered mine playing rugby so look after it so thank you uh, everyone for listening again to uh, this week's positive podcast positive positive podcast um i hope it's been uh, insightful and um, really love to hear your feedback on it my email as ever is david at scorecalisthenics.com get in touch with us on social lots of you been um sharing which we really appreciate on social the different podcasts um and also giving us feedback on the things that you have enjoyed um, i'm really keen to keep delving into more of the the sports psychology mindset work um, that i've sort of covered uh, in a couple of in the in the previous one about visualization but there's some other uh, topics um, that i'd be interested uh, to get into so i'd love to get your feedback um, if you would like more of that type of content please do get in touch and let me know let us know what you thought of this one as well and uh, if you haven't yet given us a review on itunes or wherever you watch uh, watch wherever you listen to your podcast we would really appreciate um, a review and uh, tell your mates about the scorecast and its podcast um That's all for this week. Hope you have a great Monday. Until next time, class dismissed.